This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Brian Walker, President and CEO, Kansas Food Bank. Welcome to Issues 2018. Good morning. Thanks for having me this uh, morning. Again, we've done this a couple of times yeah, over Yeah, we sure years. have. Thanksgiving is coming. I'm sure you're aware of this. Yes. And that's a time when many of us give special consideration to our daily bread. Is this the busiest time of the year for the food bank, Brian? Yeah, you know, it, it really is the holiday season. Um, you know, not that there's a whole lot more hungry people, but, um, you know, we all like to sit down and have a, a nice Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner, so during the holiday season with our families. And, and so a lot of the agencies that we serve, um, you know, they want to provide a nice Thanksgiving meal, which we should do uh, for folks that are struggling. So we see an increase um, in need there. Plus, um, this is the time of year that lots of companies and individuals think about um, donating. So we, you know, we see an increase um, of, of food coming in and having to get food out, and um, and just with the winter months. So it's you know it's going to get cold this week, and, and folks that are struggling a little bit, their you know their heating bills go up and those kind of things. So they, you know, they have less expendable income to purchase food with. So there's a number of reasons that we we see. Um, uh, an increase in demand this time of year. What uh, what exactly is the food bank's mission? Do you have a mission statement? Or? You know, our mission is basically it's pretty simple. It's to make sure that no Kansan goes hungry. You know, as um, we serve um, 85 counties of the state, so we cover most of um, the state of Kansas except the the northeast corner of the state, which is which is covered by a, a food bank out of Kansas City, uh, Missouri. So, um, you know, our goal is is just to make sure that folks that are struggling, that need food on the table, have um, nutritious food um, to provide a meal for their families. So where is the food bank located? So we're at 1919 East Douglas, um, right, you know, for those folks that know Wichita, right at Douglas and and the canal route. Right, um, right. And so um, we're Wichita-based, but again, we have a reach that goes out, you know, across the state. You, uh, I understand you're, are we expanding the facility? Yeah, we're are you right. expanding there, or are you got a new building, or how are you doing this? Yeah, we are adding on to the south side of our uh, building. We uh, had a capital campaign, a $5 million campaign, to, um, we're basically going to add 21,000 square foot, which is half the size we are now. Most of that space is going to be volunteer space. Um, we are very blessed to have, you know, roughly 5,000 volunteers a year doing you know, uh, 30,000 hours of volunteer work. Right now, that that work is all being done inside of our warehouse, um, so it's not utilized to how we would like to utilize it. Plus, when we built that, it, it seems like yesterday, of course, but um, we just didn't create the volunteer space. So it'll be um, all the volunteer activity. They'll still get to come to the food bank. It'll be done in a, um, a volunteer space that's safer, more pleasant, and we can get, um, you know, get the folks out of our working working warehouse. Part of that expansion, our goal is, is to provide more nutritious food. So we know, you know, we know feeding people is one thing, but helping, you know, to shorten the line, we have to help, um, not that we want to be the food police, but um, offer them more nutritious food, fresh produce, you know, um, black beans instead of pork and beans, those kind of things. And so part of that expansion will be to double our cooler space, we'll have the ability to distribute um, millions of pounds more fresh produce, giving those folks we serve at least the option to having fresh produce on their tables, which they don't now. And how would $5 million, where did that come from? So, Little um, people, big people, companies? Yeah, um, most of it was um, done by local companies, you know, um, folks around the community. I don't want to mention names because I'll forget somebody, <laughs> yeah, but right. we are very blessed. Um, you know, the lead donor on the campaign is the Sunderland Foundation out of Kansas City. They Their name will go on the outside of the building, and um, we're moving right along. We're in, we've had about a month's worth of construction. The groundwork's almost done, and 
we hope to be able to show it off to to the city in May and, and welcome uh, even more volunteers to our facility. So you're talking about a capital improvement there, but how from the day-to-day operation, how is Food Bank funded? Where do you get the money, Brian? So we are uh, a privately funded, funded organization. We are not a United Way agency, so we work with a lot of local companies, um, you know, through the Spirits, the Cargills, the Cessnas, mm-hmm. and then um, a number of businesses. And then private individuals. We um, we receive a lot of twenty five dollar checks that that keep us going, and and uh, we have a good reputation in the community, and we're, we're we're very proud of that. And we know we couldn't do the work we do without um, the private sector, and um, and I think they feel that you know hunger is one of those things in our country that people feel that it shouldn't happen, and and um, so we're just trying to be a part of that solution, and we do that with the help of. Um, you know, great supporters and and our ability to stel- tell our story like we have today. How many employees do you have right now? We're at eighteen. We're short a few. It um, um, it's been a it's been a tough couple months, but um, on our website, we you know we're taking applications for some drivers. Um, but we're pretty small staff. We don't have anybody on staff that doesn't cross duties, um, and so we we do get the job done. We're we're uh, very proud that um, a large percentage of our donations go back into programs. It's roughly, you know, uh, 93% of everything that's given to us goes back into programs, and, and we're, um, we're um, very happy about that. Now, I was going to ask you about that very question. Because we see certain, uh, I don't want to say charities, but uh, 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 people who are public service, civil, well, I don't know, fundraising people, and they say, well, how much of the dollars actually spent where – the rubber hits the road, you know, and you're saying what? Ninety three percent. Yeah, ninety three percent of the donations that come to us uh, go right back into programs, and and we're able to do that too because I, you know, I spoke about it just a second ago that we have a great volunteer base, and um, we use those folks to do a lot of um, a lot of our work for us, and so we couldn't, you know, we couldn't do that without them, and we couldn't and we couldn't have those kind of numbers without them. Uh, so how long have you been? You know, it's that it'll be bank. 22 years in January of this uh, this coming January. So quite a while now. So what did you do before that? You so seemed I, like you were probably just still in high, still in high school. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it kind of seems that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was in the grocery business, worked for Safeway um, and Food Barn, and and uh, it, so it made like for a natural transfer uh, transformation. I started in the food bank in the on the operation side, and and um, I have been CEO now. I want to say for. 16 years. Um, it's been a great, um, a great ride. I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, we get to, I get to go home every night knowing that, that I put food on somebody's table, not I personally, but we have a great staff that, that, um, most have been around a long, long time, some longer than I have. And, um, it's just an enjoyable place to work. You know, everybody's, everybody gives back no matter what their job is, but, you know, you just get the feeling that you know you help somebody today. How how many people do you think you actually serve? How many people receive food from the food bank? You think? You know, it's about it's about two hundred fifteen thousand unduplicated um, every year. You know, we provide enough food for about nine and a half million meals a year. Um, you know, that fluctuates from year to year. Or we've plumped, this year. I mean, so far this year, nine and a half million meals. So it'll be about. Um, 11 and a half, 12 and a half million meals by the time the year's done. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's a large number. Um, some folks, um, you know, visit our, our, our hunger relief partners every month um, because they may be uh, a lower wage earner and they just can't get by. And some of it's just emergency food assistance. You know, they had a flat tire in their car or, you know, something that came up that, ju- that they just need a little help to get through that month. And, and that's why we're here. 
How long? Uh, how big a problem is hunger in our state? You know, it's huge. I think um, with kids, it's about one in five, one in six. Um, um, families are pretty close to that as well, and it's um, it's hidden. You know, your neighbors don't talk about it, but if you if you go with the one in six number, you know, count six houses down your block, and and um, if you look at it that way, one of those neighbors might be hungry. It it'll, could be a friend in your child's school or your coworker, and. And hunger is not something that people are going to come up to you and say, "Hey, we don't have enough food," you know, enough food on the table. And so it's, it's you know, it's kind of a hidden problem. Um, but we're just glad that there's a network of hunger relief folks and and ourselves that want to make sure that people have food. So how do you define that then? Uh, hunger, the missed one meal, the missed two meals. You know, they're, uh, food they're missed is, a week. I mean, yeah, it's, you, you know, know, in a, in a thirty thousand foot view, thir- uh, food insecurity is is defined as not having the resources. Um, to provide a nutritious meal at, at least at some point during the year. Um, so it doesn't mean that, you know, that folks, like I said, are hungry every month. Um, but it means that, um, you know, one in six of those folks that sometimes during the year had to most likely rely on um, assistance to help provide for their families. Okay. And who are, so who are these people that are receiving us? Is it, is it a broad spectrum. Can you hone in on yeah, one I mean, group demographically um, or yeah, anything like that? You know, it, I mean, the majority of it is families. Um, you know, there's a large percentage, probably 50% of the folks that um, we're serving um, in the household. Uh, one member would have diabetes. Um, it could be um, they have um, heart disease. So, so some some folks with that that struggle um, with health issues. Um, seniors are a growing population, although the number is not. Huge. That is um, a growing pop- population for us over the years. We've seen, you know, the the sad thing about it is, is we just say that some folks have outlived their resources. It costs more to live. They retired. They didn't expect to live to to ninety. And so, um, you know, that's one of our focus areas going forward are seniors. And and it just may be the family that. Um, you know, I think it's 50% of our households have a full-time employed adult, something close to that. Oh. Um, so they just don't have enough resources to make it um, to make it by. We know and we hear that um, the co- economy has improved from our Great Recession, but but those folks that are at the bottom end of that scale, they don't see. You know, they don't see that. Um, you know, the you know 401ks may be going great, but these folks don't have 401ks, yeah. right? And um, they may be wor- working two or three jobs to make um, to make ends meet, and and you know people want to be able to provide for their family. Nobody wants to have to go um, and receive food, um, but we are glad we're here for them when they do need our help. What? Uh, how about homeless? You do anything with homeless people? Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't do direct service to homeless, but we work um, with the rescue mission and and United Methodist Open Door. Um, you know, I think the homeless population in our community has stayed fairly steady. Um, you know, I don't have the exact numbers, but, um, you know, across the country, that's a growing concern, um, is the homeless population. A lot of that has to do with, um, vets or mental illness. And, and so, you know, in my opinion, the answer to homelessness is you have to provide services. I mean, you can't expect, um, somebody that has, um, um, you know, a mental issue or, or some kind of, um, issue like that to to be able to help themselves so they need services besides food what kind of food are you storing there at the pantry you know so we i mean it's basically frozen food or just have to be fresh yeah we have everything we store um you know we have we're we have the ability to handle everything we um we handle a lot more fresh produce than we used to um 
you know, we'll do about three and a half million pounds of fresh produce distribution this year. Our goal when we get our new facility open and add additional space is to double that to six million pounds. Fresh produce is available. It's available to us. We can acquire that food um, pretty economically. I think our average cost when you figure produce that's donated and produce that we purchase, our average cost for produce is somewhere between 10 and 15 cents a pound. And so it's a pretty economical way to feed people. Plus, it's it's providing a nutritious product for them. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Brian Walker, President and CEO, Kansas Food Bank. I want to talk about specific programs and, and services that you have. And your website mentions stocking pantries. What is that? So we are stocking pantries. Pantries are our, our hunger relief partners that we work with. So... Um, at the food bank there on Douglas, we don't provide direct services to individuals. So people don't come to us to get a box of food. Now, if somebody comes to our door, we don't turn them away. But we work um, with hundreds of hunger relief partners across our 86 counties here in Wichita. I think we have that just do hunger relief. So when I say that, a soup kitchen, a, a pantry in your local church basement, or uh, could be a rescue mission, domestic violence shelter, we have about 40 of those partners. And our goal is to acquire that donated food, we bring it into our facility, we purchase food, and then those agencies providing relief um, to those individuals, they get their food from us. So it's a, it's a coordinated system that the food comes in one place, and then we get it out to our um, spoken hub system, we get it out to our pantries and, and soup kitchens that serve um, families that come um, to their door. So it could be a box of food that they're they're given. We have some shopping pantries in town that are actually set up that the client can pick the items they want. Um, and uh, so there's a number of different ways that it works. Um, you know, the system has been in place what the food bank and we're what, roughly 40 years old probably, a little less than that. It, it's al- always not the best system, but but by golly, it works really well. So how do these people qualify? To, so it, to receive it, yeah, it depends on the agency. So some of the agencies set they set their own guidelines. Um, you know, we have some rules around that, um, but some of them look at um, their income and if they meet poverty guidelines. Others, um, if they just profess that they're hungry, provide them um, with food. Our goal is is that to make sure if somebody goes to a pantry and it's their first time there, they um, that they of course provide them with food. And then the great thing about the system is most of our partners do other things. So if they're there for food and the agency provides um, health assistance or provides um, credit counseling or whatever that may be, they can get them um, help get them those other, other services that they may need to get them out of the food line so they don't need the food line anymore. Tell us about uh, food recovery. So uh, food recovery is a big thing for us. Years ago, the product would come from manufacturers and warehouses, um, and those donations have stayed flat for a number of years. Food recovery now is on the retail side. So we we pick up food at, um, you know, here in Wichita, everybody that you would think about in the grocery business, Dillon's, Walmart, Whole Foods, Costco, you name it, we run trucks around town every day and pick up product that is still nutritious, still good. The produce might not be what they want on their shelf, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, the fresh meat, they freeze before the sell-by date, so it's still good. Uh, or it could be a dinner canigan. We pick that product up. We bring it back to the, the, the food bank. We use volunteers to sort that product. And in those agencies we serve um, can, order, can order that product. You know, one of the other things we do is um, at uh, convenience stores. So they have pre-made sandwiches and, 
and those are still good, um, but they've reached their sell-by date, but the product is still good. So we'll pick those up, and then we turn around that same day and distribute them. And an agency might use their, that for their lunch, or they might use it that evening for uh, their dinner. So we're trying to recover food that normally would go to the landfill or would have in the past that's still nutritious, they're good, still good, and put it to good use and, and giving it to a family that can use it. What is food for kids, Brian? You know, Food for Kids is our largest um, kid-focused program. We're in, I think this is about our 15th year in that program. And it is um, a school-based program that works in public schools in the state of Kansas or in our service area. Um, right now, um, in our statewide in our service area, we're in 353 schools mm. doing about 5,900 kids every Friday. Mm. And we provide them. Um, we purchase all the food. We pack it in a packet. Um, and we provide that food to children who a professional in the school has identified as not having enough food over the weekend. So they give us a number, and we give them a packet of food for every Friday. It contains different things like um, cereal and two shelf-stable milks, protein items like, um, you know, a lot of people go, uh, but like beanie weenies, but the kids love it. Mm-hmm. Um, fruit, snack items, um, you know, those kind of things. And so it, it we look at it as hopefully saving one-fifth of the school week. So those kids come back to school on Monday, and they're ready to learn. They're not, they're not worried about um, hunger. Okay. In the metro area here, um, uh, Wichita metro area, right now we're in about 163 schools wow. and doing about 2,600 kids every Friday. We'll see those numbers um, grow a little bit as, as the year goes on because we get new coordinators in the school, so it takes them a while to get their numbers together and get signed back up for the program. So we'll probably be about oh, 6,400 kids by the time um, the year's over with. Talk about uh, fighting senior hunger. So as um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, seniors yeah. is our growing population. Uh, the numbers aren't, you know, I, there's a lot, but they're not huge. So over um, the last few years, we've developed a couple pro- uh, programs um, to help with that. One of those is called a Bob Box. Um, it's named after former Senator Dole. Um, you know, we reached out to him uh, a number of years ago, and he liked the idea and, and agreed to help sponsor that program for the first three years. And seniors trust him. You know, most seniors won't ask for help. They do trust um, Senator, uh, former Senator Dole. And so in the western part of the state, we've stationed these in health departments. And then if a senior, senior is identified, uh, maybe going to the health department for different issues, that they can just give him a box of him or her a box of food. They don't have to ask for it. And then another area we've expanded is CSFP, which is um, a USDA program. It is a senior-based box program. It's age-based and income-based. The food is provided by USDA. We have a, um, a case count that we can carry. I think it's at 840 right now is what we're doing. It's not in every county. It's in counties that are selected that have a high um, senior population that would qualify for this program. We we identify the client or we identify the clients. We make sure they qualify, and then every month we use volunteers to put a box um, together, and then we distribute that in 14 different counties, I think. And um, so that's you know that's our our move into helping seniors because we know that that's our growing population. And our last focus area that we're just starting with is senior mobile. So we might go to a senior uh, low income senior housing. Um, uh, space and then have pre-made boxes ready to go and use volunteers to do a distribution at the low-income senior housing spot. A lot of that will be fresh produce and items that they wouldn't normally get, um, but it'll just help supplement um, 
uh, their meal their meal menu for the month. Tell us about rural delivery. Obviously, that means out in the country, right? Yeah, certainly. Again, we serve eighty five counties of the state, and and uh, so. Um, all of our inventory in our warehouse is live online. So if we have an agency in Colby, Kansas, Goodland, Kansas, Dodge City, Closer, Kingman, Hutch, um, they can get online. They can order their product. We put their orders together, and then we deliver it directly to the agency door. We Right now we run about 25 to 28 different rural delivery routes every month. So they'll, they'll place their orders. We'll put their orders together and deliver it right to the agency door. Um, part of the reason for expanding that program, doing direct door delivery, is most of the agencies we serve are run by volunteers. They are getting older. That's a problem that we're going to face in the future. And they just don't have the ability to go to like a drop site or the equipment to pick up food. So um, we've designed a model over the last uh, few years that will deliver that product right to the agency door, allowing them to have the product they need to serve their client base. Does the Kansas Food Bank have any fundraisers? We don't, um, you know, we're not. We don't have a big golf tournament or, yeah. or any or anything or a run like or a walk right. And, yeah, um, we have lots of, of great folks that do events for us. Um, but one of the things that we um, that we're that we're, we're focused on is our empty bowls, um, which we work with uh, WSU and and Brenda Lynchman and the Clay Guild, and and it's becoming more and more of a community event where folks can make a bowl. And then uh, we just did it a couple Saturdays ago, and. They can come in. We have a chili cook-off, and, and they can um, buy a bowl. They can buy their own bowl back or somebody else's bowl, and, and it's a great event. Um, but, you know, there's other events that, that other businesses put on for us um, that we're the recipients of the money, and we and we do appreciate that. But we've just never been an organization that wanted to do a big golf tournament every year or those kind of things. Uh, yeah, use volunteers. Talk about volunteers for a minute here. Yeah, certainly. If some, first off, if somebody's interested in volunteering, they can call two six five food or three six six three, and and we can get them, um, we can get them on the calendar. We like to schedule most of them. Um, we're we're very lucky that we have a, a large volunteer base and lots of people that want to do it. But we use them. We use volunteers from packing our food for kids packets to our senior boxes to. You might be, um, when I left the warehouse this morning, we just received a truckload of onions. So we'll use volunteers to, to bag onions up in, in a consumer-sized bag or apples, and then we'll distribute those to our agency. So we, we use volunteers to do a, a lot of that work that needs to be done. And we couldn't, you know, we actually, we couldn't do it without them. We, we don't have the staff to, to bag onions in three-pound bags or um, 40,000 pounds of apples in, in five-pound bags. So we use volunteers to do that. And then, you know, we actually have volunteers at our front desk, volunteers that help us do data entry. And and that keeps our costs down and enables us to put, you know, more resources into feeding folks. Well, a lot of uh, the agencies and, and uh, civic groups that I talk to here every week, they have, most of them will say we couldn't do it without volunteers. Uh, yeah, Wichita's a great place, and folks and people want to give back, and um, we need to be very proud of that as a community. And um, not just the food bank, but as you mentioned, lots of volunteers uh, or lots of organizations use volunteers, and, and we're all very appreciative of the way our community loves to give back. Okay, give us the what is your what is your website? Uh, 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 www.kansasfoodbank.org. Um, they can go there. They can see uh, find a donate button, a volunteer button, a need food button to tell them where to go. 
talks about our programs. Um, you can give them all the information they need. Of And, of course, we're an answer-the-phone organization. So call 265-FOOD, and we'll talk to you. Somebody will answer the phone there, huh? You betcha. A real live person. You bet. <laughs> all right, Brian, best of luck as we go through the holiday season at the Food Bank and the great work you are doing. Our guest is Brian Walker, President and CEO, Kansas Food Bank. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.